Okay, hi, welcome to another episode of HR Nightmares. It's the gang. Want to introduce yourself? Hey, everybody, I'm Beth. I'm Amy Conway. And I'm Lisa Leith, and we are all senior certified HR experts. And although we are, we're not your HR expert. If you want to pay for our expertise specific to your business, we'd love to have your business. Make sure you get a hold of Leith HR Group because the consultants are available. But we're here to offer you some free advice here on this episode called Managers from Hell. It is a follow-up to our uh, well-enjoyed and liked and disliked episode about employees from hell. Oh, was it disliked as well? <laughs> this is the best This is the best part about having a podcast. It's like um, all PR is good PR, I guess. All press is good press. Do we agree with yeah. this? Yeah, you're like, you've got to you know, go with that. what's funny? I saw a couple, like, I rarely read the comments on social you, media, but yeah. I read something that was so funny, and it said, <laughs> those... Women, I don't know, whatever he called us, um, <laughs> must have worked for some really terrible companies where they have bad people. And I wanted to be like, um, my company was incredible. It's yeah. called Nordstrom. You can go shop there. It has the best customer service in <laughs> the United States. And the people are great. But there's a lot of people. Yeah. And some of them are bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the you, company is not bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we work for It happens all. in all companies. Yeah. I laughed at that. I was like, where do you work? Are you the only employee? Yeah. It's like <laughs> humans can be terrible, but they can also be wonderful. And we love talking right. about wonderful. Which we said. Uh, yeah, wonderful employees. But and we love talking about wonderful managers and good management practices. But today we're here to tell some funny stories and keep you away from those HR nightmares. We want to make your HR dreams come true by sharing some of our experiences and what not to do to avoid those HR nightmares. So when we think about managers from hell, what comes to mind? <laughs> Beth. I, Beth wants actually. I Beth have just wants a lot. Beth wants the entire I know. I'm like episode. spread out. I'm going to start beginning now. So I think a lot of the time it is, well... I think a lot of it has to do with how you treat people, right? If you treat people professionally and nice. I had one manager one time when I asked specifically, like, hey, can I get 15 minutes on your calendar? And he was really, I guess, stressed and overwhelmed. He or she, maybe I'll try to hide the person. <laughs> yeah, anonymity. <laughs> but um, rather than saying, you know, I'm really swamped today, maybe we can do it later in the week, he did this. He sat back in his chair, and he gave me the double <laughs> finger. <laughs> And I was so, like, exactly those faces. I was like, and I was a senior level, you know, leadership team person. And I was like, huh, not really quite sure. My mouth was open. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? Did you have that kind of relationship with him? Like where we didn't give have, you the middle finger and you could no, laugh about it? it he, we didn't have Who a joke. Who has that kind of relationship? We didn't work. have the joking <laughs> relationship. Um, and I just was so offended, you know? Because yeah, it was more, a really, yeah. re- it was an easy request. But yeah, I mean, if I had a relationship, <laughs> like if I was working with my college bestie and she yeah. did it, it's a right. lot different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I think that sometimes, my God, I think that you act, and when you're a manager, you have to remember everybody's watching you all the time. And so yeah. act normal and don't give somebody, not just the single, but the double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least wait till they walk down the hall. Yeah, with the door <laughs> shut, you can do whatever you want. But that was just nuts. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, that moment, to be honest, was like a click moment for me that I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I did very soon yeah. after. Well, and I think that that's a 
probably the theme of <laughs> bad managers, right? Is that immediately people want to leave the organization when you have a bad manager. I mean, it takes one day to kind of determine, like, this is not the this right is place. Not, no. You know, whether you've been there for years and all of a sudden you're being managed by it's one of the leading reasons that people leave companies is mm-hmm. bad managers. It's funny because sometimes everyone thinks it's pay, 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 you know, and I think we spend so much time trying to put money towards un- unhappy or unsatisfied employees. Yeah. But really, it boils down to how they're managed, how they're led. Mm-hmm. That's a low bar yeah. to just say, hey, if you're a manager, don't give your employees the double middle fingers when they <laughs> ask for 15 minutes of your time. Yeah, that's just like bare minimum. So let's like move up the ladder, right? It's okay. like Maslow's hierarchy. Right. right. Okay. Don't double finger somebody. Okay. Oh, whatever. Yeah. 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 But the reaction to just simple requests, like not being able to manage your emotions is definitely just the self-awareness of being a person at work, but like, especially if you've got, you know, you've got direct reports, like watching how you kind of, and that's hard for me, like move your face or react to things. But even like I tell first time managers this too, it's like when someone walks into your office and you're, we're on our computers or our devices all day long, right? Like even just physically like sitting back and then turning your body and making eye contact to the person that came in your office can just be like a moment of, oh, they give a shit about me mm-hmm. versus like, yeah, what do you need? Okay, keep, you know, and keep working on the computer and kind of like multitasking, which never really totally works with a focus on the person. What no, about- I can't stand that. I, when yeah. people are doing that to me, I go in and I have conversations a lot in people's office and I'm like, do you need to respond to that? Can we get back to this? You know, yeah. like, I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? You can't be like, Looking at your computer and talking to me at the it's same time. It's so disrespectful. Time. Yes, right? it drives me nuts. What about this? This I know has happened to me before, and I know that it's happened to a lot of other companies. What about when a manager is maybe unsure of themselves, and they're reporting to someone else, right? So they're a little bit unsure of their skills, and they want to look good for their bosses, and so they steal or mm. take credit for your work. Yeah, or that they throw under the bus, right? Yep. They also bl- can blame, right? Right. To get the blame off of them. Um, I think that goes to my opinion for that. My psychological analysis is that it's a real um, insecurity yeah. for them. And so when that happens, that sure does, I mean, have you ever witnessed that? Yeah, I witnessed that currently in, in things <laughs> where I'm like, ooh, you know, that that's something else, right? But what's funny is when I sit in a room and I get told like the scenario by somebody else of what happened, right? And I know these human beings pretty well. And I think that wasn't what was really happening. What was really happening. But what I think, you know, from a leadership's perspective, and this isn't necessarily managers from hell, right? But just poor leadership is like that inability to really figure out what the person is really there for, right? Mm -hmm. Or the ability to see through that. But that was the big thing that used to frustrate me in my old role was those people who were such tale tellers, right? And I'm Mm, like, they are so full of it. How is... How does leadership not see Win that? Win as a team, lose as a yes, team. And that's I'm like, what you need to do as a leader. Yeah. yeah. As a manager. Also to be, I always remember my dad was such a good advisor to me when I was younger in my career because he had had so many you know, high level jobs and he would always advise me the best way that you can succeed for anyone to look at you is if your team is succeeding. Yes. So you really do want to give credit where credit's due. If you're a manager listening to this, mm-hmm. yeah. give credit where credit's due. Don't ever take credit for somebody's work. 
That's just mm-hmm. so deflating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, then it's just Even if dishonest. it is your idea, but you've, like, discussed it with your team, it's just kind of nice to say, like, hey, we discussed it and we decided right. and we are going to do this. And we – I find myself every single day even looking at my emails or, like, being super conscious and I'm not – I don't do 100% great job, but, like – I try to really, where I would say I, or I've written I, I try to go back and be like, is there a we? Yes, there's a we. Nope, no more I, we. But you, even if you're a conscientious leader and manager, you sh- you really need to always be thinking about every day, all day long, like, when can you say we instead of I? I love that. It, mm-hmm. suck, it sucks when people take credit. And especially as a manager, like, you already got the promotion. Like, give somebody else a chance. Yeah, you're yeah. in that seat. And I think it's like, if they succeed, you're only going to look better. Yeah. And what if they get promoted then to something bigger, right? You don't want to hold them back. Yeah. They should come work in HR because I always think <laughs> – I always think to myself – like if something if I want a leader to do something, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna drop it in today. And then in six months, they're gonna come back to me and think this was their idea. And now all of a sudden they'll be on board and think it's really great. But it's the way like I influence and like I'm like eventually, right? So they should just come work in HR because I can never take credit for anything. Yeah. Because it takes me six months to sell it to any leader yeah. and I have to make it them think it's their idea. Right. <laughs> and then they're like, We've got this great benefits program. And I'm you're like, like you do? That's amazing. I love to support that. that. You're like, I said that a year ago. (laughs) Managers from hell. Like, I think it's back to the hostility. Like, I'm just reflecting on, like, the all-time worst. Yeah, do you have any really good stories? I worked with this, like, terrible, terrible leader. Like, executive leader. And I don't know if he was just, like, doing steroids or something. But, like, hyper- like hostile, like outwardly <laughs> hostile with his language, with the way he walked, with his like blood. I mean, I, he must have had high blood pressure like nonstop, <laughs> always red, just mad, but like thought he was funny, but he was just obnoxious and scary. Um, even to the point of like visiting a facility um, where we had employees working on the floor and like like body checked like a frontline worker that he didn't think was being productive enough and that the manager had, I mean, like very hostile. Um, The same guy was like a super chauvinist. And I remember um, I was pregnant and he said, what's going on with you? Like, I thought like, are you drinking a lot of beer or something? I'm like, uh, I was not ready to tell anyone, but no, I'm pregnant. Thanks for Thank commenting you. on my body. On my, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what if I had gastro issues or yeah. I just was right. gaining what weight? What if I did gain weight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that like, either. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, just like all the things and, you know, so, Hey, I love the F word probably more than most people, but like this guy couldn't help himself here, there, everywhere. didn't know his audience. Maybe he didn't. I mean, he just didn't care. He didn't care. And the, um, the leader would not get rid of him. And that just always boggled my mind because I thought ethically there were some things that were going down as well. Well, that, body I mean, just checking like, another employee, I, was I mean, honestly. mortified. That's, that was sort of like you talked about the check, like getting the double middle finger when yeah. your boss uh, like body didn't want to have a one-on-one. Like, yeah, the body checking of an employee, I was like, this is why people hate HR because people like that get to keep getting paid mm-hmm. $500,000. And think about this guy who's just getting body checked by his boss as I, they're doing a walk through the plant. You're I would have like, filed 
I would have filed a criminal charge. Yeah. Like I would have filed an assault charge. But of course it's like it was like mono. Yeah. You're an HR person, like, I would advise you to file an assault charge. I'll yeah, back you up. Just a little yeah. note. I didn't I, but I swear to God, that was just that an kind awful. of anger stuff is crazy. I remember yeah. working for um oh my lord, working I've worked a lot of small companies, right? You guys have bigger job experiences. My my experience tends to be in smaller businesses. And I worked for one company. It was a French steel company, whatever, how I get these jobs, um, for a long, 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 long ago. And they were getting a divorce. And it was the, <laughs> she was the president of the company. And he was like the chief finan- uh, chief financial officer. And so they had offices together. And they would call on me to go in to talk. Oh, yeah, you, you had tell to be him. The <laughs> marriage blah, blah, blah. I was like, Ugh. I mean, it was real. And they were so angry with each other. And one time he literally like, whoosh, like cleared his desk, like through, like with his arms and everything, everything on his desk fell to the floor and he called her all kinds of names. And I'm like, okay, all righty, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was just like, I cannot believe it. Um, but yeah, I think, th- okay, this is what my little tip, if anyone's listening, I think that you need to be consistent. I think there's nothing worse than if you're being managed by someone who's like up, down, yeah. up, down, yeah. like super That's happy. Really hard. I brought coffee for everybody. And then the next day they're slamming around, slamming their door throwing a phone that that just is like oh my gosh that's like my biggest recommendation whenever i'm working with people it's like just maintain a constant even flow try to be consistent you don't have to be the person that's that's like super chipper but yeah yeah, sometimes yeah yeah, i had leaders where it's like god they're not that great of a person but at least they're like that every day so i know what to expect (laughs) right like i know what i'm coming into it is the ones where it's like yesterday we got along great and now today you're critiquing me for what like right it's just an up and down and up and down and i am someone that like take you know a deep empath that feels a lot of people's energy and it puts me into high anxiety because i am pretty consistent of what i am but you talk about just like critiquing yeah. people. So oh, when I was God. thinking about managers from hell, I was thinking about this one like senior manager that I worked with that would just give everybody like a public review. Um, so he'd get pissed at whatever the the utilization or the productivity of, of the company we were working at. And um, like in meetings in front of 20 people, he would just find that guy that he would just ridicule and make to feel like they were this big, in front of other people in front of everyone mm-hmm. and it was like a regular occurrence um that's bullying uh it was like i mean it was terrible yeah. i would never have stayed if he did that to me um but i have like even early in my career i think um new grads that are you know naive and have a great outlook on the working world when they step into a workforce i remember um another you know senior leader who i looked up to at the time i stopped looking up to him after this you know he like pointed me out in the back of like 400 new hires and he was like oh we've got this corporate cog back there that i'm just waiting we just got to get through the next year and a half and you know she'll move on to corporate and uh, and it was like oh that's like the critiquing of a young person, especially that is just yeah. sort of finding their way yeah. and um, and just trying to do good work and like show up with optimism and like show up to the world in a good place and then getting critiqued for just trying and caring. For really stupid It just things. is the, awful. The and so, spotlight on you too yeah, is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So whether or not you're a seasoned professor, professional and you're maybe like your department's not doing great or, you know, you're maybe your project went downhill. It's not being as profitable as, as you thought it would be getting publicly critiqued in front of colleagues is awful. 
I think, you know, there's a lot of brain science around how much feedback, like, we as humans can actually process in our brain. And, like, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. This that reminds me of another manager from Google hell. that, right? But I face that even now. I've had a few scenarios recently where I've had to, like, say to people, like, you need to really take a step back and ask yourself, is it necessary for me to provide that feedback, right? right? It's like yeah. calling out a spelling error. Yeah. On an email that was just like a nothing email. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need that criticism. <laughs> so why don't you just wait for something that's actually important? Because now I look at you and I think that's your problem. Yeah. And if you can't like get out of your own perfectionism to not over critique everyone around you, yeah, I'm like, that's great. I don't care Advice if your too. email has a spelling error because you and I do completely different jobs and it really doesn't matter. No yeah. one's reading the email from the HR girl anyway. So who cares <laughs> if something's spelled wrong? But I think I'm sensitive to it too because I worked in an environment and like I said at the beginning of this episode, wonderful company, love it. Um, but it's a hypercritical environment because that's part of what we do. Yeah. It's a merchandising. It's, it's a brand. Perfect. It's showing yeah. up, looking the part. We worked in the fashion industry. Yeah. So, like, it is known for the hyper-criticism. And it, I mean, after 20 years of that, always, like, people looking you up and down. I had store managers mm. one time when I was, like, a younger manager comment that I had wrinkles on my dress or in my skirt. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I, that was I, your I, face. I was like, right. I was like no. no. Like, wrinkles on my outfit. And I'm like, yeah, I've been here for six hours already. Right. Should I go get it It's steamed? linen. Yeah, should I go to alterations <laughs> to get this steamed on lunch break? Yeah. I mean, come on. But that's how, like, overly critical people it's were. Funny. So I constantly now, but when I'm looking at that, and with young people, I'm like, I don't need you to come over to me and, like, critique the people that I manage. I'll worry about what I think is important for them to learn. Yeah. But yeah. you really run the risk if you do things like that. You probably, after they critique your wrinkles, you probably were so disengaged from oh, the day. Oh, I couldn't day. stand that leader. But then the day you just didn't the, like the day her. And then when she said that, I'm like, I believe I looked at her, and she was quite senior to me. And I looked at her and go, is there anything else that you'd like to tell <laughs> me today? Because that felt like... A lot. I'm going to go now. It was I like 4.30 in the afternoon. Oh I'm like, yeah, I've been sitting at a desk yeah. for four hours working on stuff. So, yeah, my dress is probably wrinkled. Well, at least it's not wrinkles <laughs> on your body. Um, I wore, yeah, no, I was oh my gosh. years younger than I had no wrinkles. <laughs> um, that reminded me of a complete manager from hell that I worked with. She was just always looking for ways to undercut everyone. Didn't mm -hmm. matter if they reported to her. They were in another department. It was a colleague of hers, which at the time I was a colleague. And she used to always like, she used to sort of uh, blanket her feedback by saying, can I give you some feedback? No. The answer is always oh. no. <laughs> Look at our body language. We're all like, oh. And I'm, the I'm answer a is young always, HR manager, no. just so happy to be on the you staff. And like, I said, sure. And like, by the 10th time I came home and I was to my mom, right? Who's like got a career in HR. And she goes, you know what you should say to her next time? I've had about enough feedback from you. Yeah, that's what I said. The answer is no. Do you, you know give me feedback. how good it felt? Did you say that, it? Oh, yeah, because every week we had a one-on-one. -on -one, and at the end of every one-on-one, -on -one, she'd say, can I give you some feedback? Every week. Was it, okay, but to be fair, was it to like, hey, picky. I see that you're like going to be a superstar. No, no. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. 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 It was, you it was just like, on ding, your ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. And so when I got to say to her, you know what? 
I've had enough feedback from you. She was like dumbfounded. Did not know what to do with that because everybody accepted feedback from her because she put it in such a nice way. Um, and so, you know what? If you had enough feedback, let them yes. know. I, yeah, like I don't always need your critique. Like I already know. I looked at that. I know there was a spelling <laughs> error, but I can't retract the thing yet. So like thanks for pointing it out. Right. Like that's the kind and of that's, yeah. For me, I'm like, people are oh that those are the managers that drove me nuts the most. And yes, I'm like, I already critique myself and hold myself to a really high expectation. So what makes you think that I didn't already come to that realization? Why don't you come and ask me a question? first instead of just like telling me what you think and what's on your mind <laughs> how about this how about managers from hell because they sleep around with the employees <gasps> oh my god you guys to this day <laughs> that is horrifying i've never witnessed any what? of that uh, never no. oh i had a colleague that worked with someone we had a lot of attractive people in Nordstrom, so i'm just saying <laughs> they were like, looking good no wrinkles looking good. they were like look <laughs> yeah, we're in the fashion industry apart. they looked good no i to this day one of the my favorite people that I ever worked for. And I was in the job for a pretty short time because it was one of those jobs that were like, you got to get this job to get that job. So I was only in the job like 10 or 11 months. Um, I adored working for him. I learned so much from him. He was probably not your epitome of like a polished leader from a stance of like, mm, maybe cross the line a little bit. Yeah, he ended up like sleeping with one of my count, my peers, right? And he managed all of us. I mean, luckily, like, he ended up marrying her and they had babies. So it, like, worked out well in the end. But I'm like, could you have waited till she maybe just wasn't on your team any longer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a like, little awkward. So, yes, it honestly, it it did happen sometimes, unfortunately. We had a manager. <laughs> he was so, <laughs> oh, I'm, like, going down memory lane. But he was truly awful. And he had this really weird affect where he would, like, lean back with his deep thoughts. And then he was like, ding, oh. look straight at someone's like <laughs> chest area, boobies. And it was just so <laughs> unprofessional. And it made everybody feel so awful. I mean, he did it. Once you lean daily. back, you want to go like, ah! yeah, then you're just like, especially in the summertime when you were wearing something really cute and you're like, oh, yeah, you're like, there oh, we Lord. go. But yeah. he did it all the time. And nobody, I think it was a long, long time ago, but nobody had kind of the, you guys have a lot of gumption to say, like, hey, this is wrong. We all just sort of avoided him. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And as a result... That was, happens a lot. Yeah. I think yeah. that a lot of people don't know how to handle that kind of thing, you know? Well, people feel uncomfortable. People also feel like they're in a position where they don't run to risk their job. They fear... I mean, all the things we teach in yeah. sexual harassment training, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. they fear retaliation and... And he and was some a, he was a super for star. And he was really, like, he was kind of a favored nation status, right, with the company. Mm-hmm. Everyone really thought he did a great job, and he did. But he was a perv, and it was mm. gross, and we hated it. Yeah, there's a lot of pervs out there. <laughs> <laughs> but this was such a weird thing. He'd be, like, leaning way back, and then he'd come forward, and you're like, ah, stop looking at me. I had a, a supervisor. I mean, I didn't think he was, like, the best-looking guy ever, but... um. He was, there was rumor he was like, you know, doing the dirty with a lot of the employees that reported to him. Well, I got a call in the middle of the night one time um, that there was like a fight in the women's bathroom. And so one of the ladies was pregnant and turns out you go in to figure out, like do an investigation. Why'd you beat her up? Blah, blah, blah. Um, It's like, they're both sleeping with the supervisor he's got a special nickname his face might not be that good but 
something else. Oh, is. Lisa. <laughs> So not only I don't is need he, the rest. but not only is he sleeping with is that several father? employees. Yes, that's the father of oh, the no. pregnant lady's baby. He's sleeping with somebody else. Um, he's got. He's also got this like reputation apparently around the campus that he's the guy um, that you want to yeah, that you want to go to. So that's a great situation to deal with as like his manager or an HR person is kind of like trying or to the team just totally I mean like the entire team and like and there's just like rumors everywhere with thousands of people just wondering what the heck is going on with the supervisor so like dealing with that was super interesting but that's kind of a manager from hell it's like just yes. try to not sleep with people that report so to you there's so many people and if, in this world that don't that work, work in your team and why go outside like, of the team or in your company yeah. like, <laughs> if there's one and you get married okay then god bless like it worked out but like don't sleep with like all the people on yeah, your team. Yeah. Luckily, most of the situations <laughs> I remember, like, it, it was a happily ever after situation. So it's like, okay, now we can overlook it because they're actually, like, engaged now at this point. Yeah, there's, this is not a frat party. This is not a meat market. Yeah. This is not your personal Tinder. This is work, and you're getting paid. Well, so and let's... I think what's hard is, like, you lose your whole reputation. Like, I go back to that leader I talked about. I was embarrassed to talk about my many mentors throughout my career. I never mentioned him any longer after that all came out, no. right? And I I didn't work for him by the time it all came out um, and people became aware and he, I don't know, if, I can't remember now if he left the company or if he moved a different job where he didn't manage people. I don't remember, but I could never even talk about my greatest. He was one of my best well, mentors. And I was embarrassed. Your, I'm like, I'm not giving him because any Because they could damage your reputation. Yes, it's like, I well, didn't want to how be aligned did she with keep him? getting promoted? Like, oh, she worked for yeah. so-and-so. What about like, kind of a stupid No, I know. The same, <laughs> You're a rock star. We know. The kind of similar topic, but a little bit different. And this has happened to me a lot. I think I'm maybe... I don't know. But when someone really starts to share a lot of their personal life with you, they're and they really cross that line, but they're your boss. And so you feel kind of obligated to listen to them, you know, talk about their sex life and talk mm. about their dating and what they're doing. <laughs> it just is crazy. You're somebody so funny. Me, I'm like, I don't me. relate. I never feel obligated to talk about anything with people <laughs> I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I was in an office and I'm not joking. This person came in and she's like starting to date again. And she's like, I just got a new bra. Oh, no. She showed uh -uh. me her wonder what? bra that squished her. What are you talking about boobies today? I'm so sorry. <laughs> so but the message of this is Beth is really, really nice. And oh, it's like, I have to to her. I need to really like learn never from you guys. to me because yeah, so I'm not that nice. she showed it to me and she's like, isn't this great? I'll be dating and I just think that this looks good. And I was like, Dah. On what planet <laughs> but would then she's someone like, pull their shirt up <laughs> to show me their bra? On Best Planet. Oh, yeah, I was wow. like, yeah, this happens and I was to Beth because she's desk. nice and approachable. She seems like someone that might want to see my new bra. Wow. No. Okay, what did you say? I was like, <laughs> wow. It looks great. She probably was like, oh, it looks good. I gotta go. <laughs> I, I would be like, what are you doing? I really just was so dumbfounded. I was like, yeah, like and I also the door was closed. I felt very oh, awkward oh, because oh. I don't think she wanted everyone else to see this great new bra. She knew she enough had. to not yeah. let everyone like, see the bra. This is going to be so great for my new dating situation. I guess that that maybe Who is just I a show bad this thing. And maybe you guys haven't had this. <laughs> was she trying to make a move maybe? <laughs> 
<laughs> is she hitting on you? Hmm. No. I know. Well, maybe. I don't know. We no. don't know. We'll never know because Beth didn't take the bait. Yeah. <laughs> Beth just was like, open okay, the door I gotta and go. I was like, that is such Good luck a with pretty your bra. Tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we well, talked about odd, weird things. What are, what are some other things? Uh, you know, it's hard. I. I don't feel like I directly work for that many yeah, but you've managers, managers that I would classify. Yeah. Mine were all just annoying because it's like, yeah, they're overly critical. They're a little yeah, micromanaging. Yeah. Like, Those are typical. I always was of the mindset in my old company is like, I'll probably only have to work for them for like a year and a half and I'll get promoted. So it's fine. Let me just deal with this. Right. And that's usually the way it worked out. But we had a lot of bad ones from just um, – like we had, I had a dealt with a situation where the manager was literally stealing from the employees. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a contest type situation. She literally was like taking this, their stuff that they won and then like moving it over to like the column of stuff she won. You know, so we had a lot of those. I dealt with a decent amount of leaders in the company kind of stealing. Like credit know, card fraud. Yeah, yeah, I think those are situations where it's like, because what do you say to the people? And even though they're not, you know, maybe directly affecting their people, um, it is one of those, like, the messaging you send, because you can't really say that much, but all of a sudden this manager is just no longer there anymore. And they have a team of people that, and some of them were very loyal yeah. to that individual. Right. And it's just like. They might have been a decent manager. Yeah, they were a good manager. Yeah. It's just three years of work and everything just down the drain, you know, from a reputation standpoint. So those are, like, situations I think of a lot. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think that sometimes some of the easier things are when people don't give really clear direction or clear, like, hey, this is my vision and this is where I'm taking you. And when they're am, am, the ambiguity, ambiguity, yeah, there you go. Um, it's it's so great that people are confused. I think yeah. everyone really does. Well, this is my Pollyanna thing, but I think everyone wants to go to work and they want to succeed and they want to do well. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're always change, if you're the manager, always changing kind of like the end the goalpost yeah. of where mm-hmm. we're going. I think it gets really confusing and people are, are working down this path and then all of a sudden you change it without kind of communicating that to yeah. them. I think that goes back to that same of like inconsistent from a behavioral, but mm-hmm. then it's like also inconsistent on the goal. It's like yesterday the goal was this and now today the goal is that. Well, right. I'm confused. And why what did am you I... change it? Right. right. You've said this three different times. I mean, that happened to me as recent as this week. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, Okay, well, I built that based on, like, what you asked me for. So now it's changing again. I just want to be clear. But, like, you're not recognizing that that you've changed I follow it, what right. you asked me to do, and now you're changing it. And I'm like, I don't, you know. What would be the I help navigate, then to, but to somebody who's new in management then if they're kind of giving inconsistent mes- messaging? I think just being clear. I, I think learning how to, you know, stand in what you know was the messaging prior and being able to give that back and say, I just want to be clear. Last week you asked me for X, Y, and Z do at this point in time. Now this week that shifted or that's changed slightly and now you're asking me to do this. Am, am I clear in doing that? So you have to learn how to say it back in a way that's confident. It's not being combative. Like you told me to do that different last right. week, right? It's just saying, I want to be clear because last week I understood it as this. 
Now I'm understanding it is this. So can I actually we get just, alignment? I listened to a really good, whether you like him or not, Bill Clinton, the master class about um, agree to dis. There's a clip in there called agree to disagree, and it's a seven-minute clip. It's worth a listen. But it's to this point, um, even if you have to go back to folks and kind of deliver bad news, like you got input from everybody on the team. You did a good job with the collaboration piece as the manager. But at the end of the day, you got to make a decision that's against everybody's will. So you're delivering bad news. Um, but just at least telling them, just kind of biting the bullet and getting it over with versus letting it linger. And then people create rumors and or vacuums of information that's misinformation. And he says, like, just going back and saying, hey, I want you to know I, I've made a decision. It's one that you're probably not going to agree with, but I want to let you know that I took all of your input into advisement. I considered it. Um, but here's the decision that I ended up making and why. Mm -hmm. And so, and I really thought just laying it out in such simple terms, like I've made a decision. You're probably not going to agree. I listened to you, but I still made a different decision and taking ownership of it. I am so sick of managers, managers from hell, blaming everything on HR. I don't make the decisions. Like I'm a, we're sounding we're, boards. We help facilitate processes. We help make sure people are thinking about things in fair and equitable ways. But at the end of the day, don't you dare when you're standing behind a closed door with your employees, blame it on me. Yeah, because HR's making it's just, me fire you. Yeah, HR mm. or they told me that. HR told me I need to I sit down to, and document this. Or finance always gets like you know they they get put in the hot seat and they don't know it. Like finance is making me eliminate a position. Finance is making me mm -hmm. stick to my budget. No, own you it. have a budget. Own it. You're getting paid the big bucks to sit in that manager role. Don't be a manager from hell and blame it on somebody else. You have to yeah. think. I, th I think the leaders that I've had, I've had a long career, of the different people that I've really respected and I would kind of like walk through fire for are the people like you explained that are going to be really clear. And even if it is bad news, I'd rather hear it straight and have a little bit of a moment where they're apologizing, like, hey, sorry that we're going to have to let somebody go. You know, it's not what I want to do, but the you know, our sales are down. Like some facts, right? Yeah. And then you can completely understand that and respect that person. But I think the wishy-washy manager, no one respects that. No. Nope. And you think it's so funny because I've been a young manager before and I'm like, oh, I'll just make make everyone yeah, feel, yeah. feel good. And guess what? It, it backfires on you because no yeah. one will feel good. You will have to deliver bad news regardless, and no one respects you or, yeah. or is following you at that point. Well, I think, too, in the managers that, that deliver that bad news and kind of make it about them and not the people. And I remember back, you know, I had to close. I was a store manager at one location for three years, and I was closed that store, right? And it sucked. I had, we had to get up in front of the whole, you know, 200 and some employees and be like, in three months, you don't have a job, you know, like. Um, but I remember, you know, being very clear with the team and saying, you know, at the end of the day, the decision to close the store was about the business, right? But we we don't take away the fact that the impact is about the people. Right. Right. And so being able to say, you can feel however you feel in this moment. But yeah. gave, and you just gave allow it. I didn't make excuses. Right, I right. didn't be like, I don't have a job either. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, and it, you know, it worked out. Some of us stayed on with the company, moved in different jobs and different locations, and some of us did not. Yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of times, yeah, managers are like, this is hard for me too. Well, I don't no. care about you. Yeah, what they do I care, care about you. Right. right. That's a great point because during terminations, and we still need to do the episode on great oh, terminations, yeah, yeah. but like, the number one thing I always tell a manager right before is don't say you're so, don't say you're so sorry because then you're making it about yourself mm -hmm. and like it's you're so them. sorry I feel so bad I I I no 
screw you. You made the decision. Like, no. I'm the one that's losing my job here. I don't really care yeah. about you. I think you can say these are never easy decisions and the company does not take them lightly, right? right. You can say yeah. something like that, right? And say, and we know that the impact is to you, yeah. right? And we recognize that. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, delivering that and getting the confidence and the language around that, that takes a long time. I don't expect new managers to do it well, but I do expect them to learn how to navigate through it and get better at it over time. And For the sure. ones that drive me nuts are the ones that are still sitting in executive positions that still make it about them. I'm like, <laughs> you get you get paid $400,000 a year. Nobody cares how you feel right now. No, you, yeah. you should be feeling fine. <laughs> Nobody cares that this was hard on you. Nope. Like, so those are the ones, you know. Um, well, we've talked about a lot of managers from hell. There's plenty of other managers out there that we'd love to help get out of their hell hole. Um, <laughs> so give Leith HR Group a call if you need the help. Um, but any closing comments about just advice on how to deal with a manager from hell? No. Well, clearly I don't know how to. <laughs> what? Quit and yeah. go somewhere else. <laughs> I think learning some good, some good disarming language. There you I go. think language that feels like you can stand in your power in a professional way and go. actually take a stance. You don't have to just accept poor behavior just because that per individual is a manager. But there are ways to say it so that it is not, you know, so combative and that's what I think a lot of employees don't ever learn that language and aren't giving their opportunities to train and develop those communication tools and it has get is getting worse and worse as we get newer generations into the workforce that don't have those communication tools that didn't grow up with those communication yeah. tools we do need as companies HR leaders to help individuals at all job levels not just the executives that we typically work with making sure that everyone gets some of those tools on just basic things that you can say. Just, you know, don't let someone show you their bra and say, <laughs> it looks nice, I gotta go. You gotta say, that wow, is that not very appropriate. Strange. What made you do that? <laughs> and think that that's okay, right? Um, but no, I mean, other than that, I think that, you know, if we have employers and HR individuals, you know, listening to this, this is a good reminder that, there's no time like the present to do a better job training managers because if they didn't learn this stuff, you know, they they, they don't need know. some help. Yeah. yeah. And they, they may might not, not know. know how bad they are. Yeah. You know, this is maybe the way they've just always spoken to people and they continue that into, you know, getting promoted into a manager role and they never learn that you got to make a shift um, and you have to learn, you know, different communication. So that's awesome. I love that. On that note, we're going to sign off. So I think we'll be back uh, for another episode of Employees from Hell. Um, and I want to thank you guys for being here. Uh, this is HR Nightmares. Make sure you're following us on YouTube. Um, and definitely follow Leith HR Group on LinkedIn and all the other socials. TikTok. We've got a couple of um, uh, hot micro clips out there. <laughs> so leave your comments. Leave your feedback. We'd love to get a five-star review on YouTube. Thank you so much. Have a great day.